your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 369 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get your podcasts. And today, going to be a little bit of a catch-up episode. Obviously, I was away for the week, and we had three previously recorded episodes that went live at various points during this past week. But we're going to be back to five days a week, five episodes a week for you guys for this week and every week going forward for the foreseeable future, uh, certainly through the end of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to treat this as a little bit of a catch-up episode, talk about some of the biggest news and stories around the New York Rangers in the time that I've been away here. And so we're obviously going to talk about Nils Lundqvist signing his entry-level contract with the New York Rangers. We're also going to have some quick thoughts on the results of the draft lottery. The Rangers will be picking 15th overall uh, when the draft happens next month. And we're also going to be talking a little bit about the World Championships. Of course, Canada with a very exciting uh, win in the gold medal game yesterday, defeating Finland 3-2 to in overtime. The Rangers had a number of players participating in that tournament for various teams. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the tournament as a whole and then also more specifically, how the Rangers fared in the tournament. But we're going to begin today with the story of Nils Lundqvist once again signing his entry-level contract. And for anybody who needs a little bit of a refresher, some background on Nils Lundqvist here, he was drafted by the Rangers back in 2018. He went number 28 overall in the first round. Uh, What's interesting there is that despite Lundqvist being a first-round pick, I mean, you hear first-round pick and you think like, oh, well, that's the first player that the Rangers took that year in the draft. That was actually not the case. He was, in fact, the third player that the Rangers selected in the 2018 draft because they had three picks in the first round. Uh, They took Vitaly Krasov at number nine overall that year. Uh, He had a little bit of a chilly start as far as his initial relationship with the Rangers. I think that he felt that he should be on the NHL roster. The Rangers disagreed, but by all accounts, it's gotten a little bit better, and we saw Krasov. He struggled a little bit after the Rangers drafted him, but we saw him kind of find his game in the KHL a little bit this past season. He ended up making his Ranger debut, got two goals and two assists in 20 games. Obviously, those are underwhelming offensive numbers, but you know what? I I do think he played a little bit better than they would suggest. He was mostly in a bottom six role. I mean, they did move him up and down the lineup, so he became a valuable swingman, Uh, but you know, when the puck's on his stick, he looks dangerous. And I I think that's what you're looking for. Somebody, uh, you know, making his NHL debut and just getting a a really brief taste of NHL action. So, so far, so good for Nils Lundqvist. And then later in the first round in 2018, we saw the Rangers take Keandre Miller at number 22 overall. That pick originally belonged to the Pittsburgh Penguins. They traded the pick to Ottawa. Ottawa traded the pick to the Rangers. And it looks like the Rangers made a heck of a pick there because obviously Keandre Miller got off to a very promising start in his Ranger tenure this past year. A solid rookie season overall. Someone who should have the inside track to an opening night roster spot for this upcoming season. Although you got to figure, you know, a new coach, whoever it might end up being for the New York Rangers, uh, maybe Gerard Gallant. He just had a really nice uh, showing for himself in the World Championship 
championships. More on that in just a little while. But yeah, I mean, you got to figure whoever the next Ranger coach, he's going to make Keandre Miller earn the role on the opening night roster, but I would think that he probably does have the inside track. But all of this, of course, brings us to number 28 in the first round of the 2018 NHL draft, and that was the Rangers selecting Nils Lundqvist with that pick. Now, this selection did not originally belong to the Rangers. It was the result of a trade. It's a trade that we have discussed ad nauseum on this podcast, and that was a deal that sent Ryan McDonough and J.T. Miller to the Tampa Bay Lightning in exchange for Vladislav Nemesikov, Brett Howden, Libor Hayek, a conditional first-rounder in 2019, and also this pick that they use to select Nils Lundqvist. And of course, if you're a Ranger fan and you're keeping your fingers crossed like me and you're holding your hope out like I am uh, that the Rangers can somehow still salvage this trade, which, I mean, let's be honest, it was not a good trade. Uh, they did not get enough for Miller and McDonough. I felt that way at the time. I still feel that way now. Nemesikov is long gone. Brett Howden, I mean, there's just not a whole lot there. Libor Hayek's been okay, but again, I, I stand by my belief. It's what I felt at the time. It's what I feel now. My belief that the Rangers did not get enough in exchange for two really quality players, great players, really, in Ryan McDonough and JT Miller. And so, if you, again, if you're holding out hope, then Nils Lundqvist is going to have to become a pretty darn good NHL defenseman because he, obviously, the book's still out on him. We haven't seen him play with the Rangers. And by all accounts, he's shown very well for himself since being drafted. Now, to dive into this trade a little bit further, the Rangers, you know, for full context here, they used the 2019 pick. It was a conditional first-rounder that became a second-rounder. It was the pick that they acquired from Tampa in this trade. They used that pick to select Carl Henriksen. So, obviously, you know, Henriksen's a center. The Rangers seem pretty high on him. And the book has not been written for Carl Henriksen. He hasn't even made his NHL debut yet. But if the Rangers, if this trade's going to work out in any way, then obviously uh, we're hoping for big things from both Nils Lundqvist and Carl Henriksen. Lundqvist, though, uh, definitely someone that we could be seeing with the Rangers this upcoming season, could even be a candidate to make the opening night roster. We were a little bit surprised this past year when Ke'Andre Miller made the opening night roster. I mean, I think a lot of Ranger fans, myself included, were pretty bullish on Ke'Andre Miller, but saw him as a bit of a long shot to be out there on opening night. Lo and behold, he earned a spot and uh, basically just hit the ground running and never looked back. So maybe Nils Lundqvist is that guy this season. We'll look to see if, if he ends up making the Rangers right out of training camp. It's certainly possible, especially under uh, the direction of a new head coach. I mean, if I'm a new head coach with the New York Rangers, I'm going to go in there and I'm not going to have any, you know, preconceived beliefs about like, you know, this guy's good and this guy's not good. I'm just going to let them go out there and uh, you'll have a full training camp. You'll have a full preseason, it would seem, and just let the best man win. Let the guys who show the best for themselves uh, claim these spots. I think that battle for the six defenseman spots on this Ranger team is going to be very, very fun to watch uh, throughout the preseason, throughout training camp. going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, Nils Lundqvist, I mean, again, for some more context about what kind of a player he is, I think a lot of you guys have probably been following along a little bit. But he's five foot 11, 187 pounds, so he's not going to be the biggest defenseman in the NHL if and when he makes his debut, but a very solid two-way D-man. Those guys don't just grow on trees, and the Rangers seem to be stockpiling a good amount of those types of players on the blue line. But as for this past season with Lulea and the SHL, Lundqvist skated in 52 games. He scored 14 goals and 18 assists, so 32 points in just 52 games. And again, this is a defenseman here. There, there are a lot of forwards who don't give you that type of production. Uh, so obviously producing a lot of points. He actually, despite having all these points, was a minus one overall, which is somewhat surprising, but I wouldn't say alarming. And then in the playoffs, skated an additional seven games with Lulea, scored two goals and was a minus two. And then he actually played three games at the World Championships that just concluded, again, more on those later. But in the World Championships, Lundqvist had five assists and was a plus two in the three games that he skated for Sweden. As far as his entry-level deal with the Rangers, I mean, it's pretty standard stuff for an entry-level contract, but it's three years, base salary of 
$500, a signing bonus of $92,500, a performance bonus max of $850,000. And if he makes the NHL roster, his average annual value base plus his performance bonus max gives us a total cap hit of $1.775 million. So again, pretty standard stuff for an entry-level deal. Will be very, very interesting to see if he can carve out a spot for himself on the opening night roster. Like we said, it's going to be very crowded back there on the Ranger blue line. They have some exciting young options. I mean, if you really look at this thing, we'll do just kind of a brief overview of this right now. We'll dive into it in greater detail in a future episode. But I mean, think about everything you've got there. So I would say the only three defensemen that are total 100% locks to make the opening night roster, no matter who the coach is. Uh, obviously, Adam Fox, Ryan Lindgren, Jacob Truba, they're all going to be there. And that's a heck of a start, by the way. Those are three just rock-solid defensemen for the Rangers to kind of build around. But then we get to see guys like Nils Lundqvist, Ke'Andre Miller, Zach Jones, Libor Hayek, uh, Tarmo Reunion, all these guys going to be battling for roster spots. And that's just the guys that are here right now. We don't know who else the Rangers might acquire via trade, via free agency, whatever it might be. Uh, Brennan Smith could be back. He could be in the mix trying to, you know, fight for a spot in the opening night roster. We shall see. But it's going to be very, very interesting. And again, a very, very intriguing battle to watch really from now until the time that the puck drops on opening night next season. But again, very, very happy to see that Nils Lundqvist signed his entry-level deal. They got this done and uh, hopefully he can go to work and and uh, set out to claim an opening night roster spot for himself. I think if that happens, it's definitely a good sign for the Rangers going forward. If Nils Lundqvist, at just 20 years old, is able to you know pull that off so early after signing his contract with the Rangers. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Wealthfront. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Lucy. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Products can be enjoyed anywhere. On flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. Lucy lozenges and gums are also FSA and HSA eligible, so you can spend pre-tax dollars on them. Locked on NHL Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning. This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Go to lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code locked on NHL. 
All right, so changing gears just a little bit here, I want to talk a little bit about the results of the draft lottery that, of course, also happened while I was away. And so, obviously, the big news is that the draft lottery was won by the Buffalo Sabres. Now, they had the highest percentage chance of winning the draft lottery at 16.6%. And obviously, the Buffalo Sabres, a team that desperately needed some good news, and they finally got some. And so they'll be picking first. The expansion Seattle Kraken will pick second. They had the third best odds of picking second at 10.2%. The Ducks had slightly better odds to pick second at 11.7%, but they'll have to settle for picking third. Uh, the Devils, you know, looking at this chart here and everything that happened and all the different ways that these teams could have uh, kind of uh, been ordered to pick in this draft, it looks like the Devils got about as lucky as anybody. They're going to pick fourth despite having only an 11.5% chance of picking fourth. And of course, that was the highest that they could have possibly picked in the draft. So uh, division rival of the Rangers gets a little bit of a break, although being Ranger fans, we can't really uh, complain about any lucky breaks for anybody because it has definitely fallen the Rangers way in uh, these past couple of seasons. Of course, picking second and taking Capo Caco, then picking first and taking Alexi Lafreniere. Uh, the Rangers will pick 15th this season. As for the draft, itself, it's really not that far away. It will be a two-day event on Friday, July 23rd and Saturday, July 24th. It's going to be a virtual draft just as it was last year. And listen, I am no health expert. I feel like it could be at the point where you could. You could possibly get the teams together for the draft, put obviously GMs and representatives from these teams all in the same building. But honestly, I kind of get why they're not doing it. It's almost like why bother? You know, it's just a draft and the draft is very important. Don't get me wrong. But it's an event that loses almost nothing by not having the teams there in person for it. And so probably makes sense to uh, do the draft virtually. But getting back to the Rangers for a second here, like we talked about, they will pick 15th. It would have been 16th, but the Coyotes due to some disciplinary measures instilled by the league. Uh, they will not have a first-round draft pick. So the Rangers, along with everybody else who would have been behind the Coyotes, instead they move up uh, one spot to number 15 overall. Now the Rangers, they only had a 1% chance of winning the draft lottery this season and picking first, and they only had a 1.1% chance of picking second. And I think everybody's head probably would have exploded around the NHL had the Rangers once again lucked out in just a major way uh, in yet another draft lottery here and ended up picking first again, despite only having a 1% chance of doing so. So, you know, this was to be expected. The Rangers were pretty much always going to be ticketed for about this spot, number 15 overall. And we're going to dive deeper into what the Rangers may look to do with this number 15 overall pick in a future episode. Off the top of my head, I'd say target a center and specifically someone who you believe can contribute offensively, can play some physical hockey, and can win some face-offs. We've gone on and on about really all of those things. I mean, I've really been kind of fixated on winning face-offs because right now the Rangers don't have anybody on the roster who's going to win 50% or more of his face-offs. And you got to have at least one of those guys. So give me somebody that can win a draw in a big spot. And again, physicality, grit, it's something that we've also talked about on here. Uh, the Rangers needing and looking to add more of it in this offseason. I think that's definitely the way to go. And if you can find somebody, a center who kind of projects as like maybe like a second or even a third line center in the NHL, but he's physical and he can win some draws and put the puck in the net on occasion, that's somebody that I think the Rangers should be very, very interested in. And again, I, I realize, you know, the Rangers, they pick 15th. That's obviously very specific criteria that I just came up with there. But, you know, when you pick 15th overall, I think there's probably at least one or two guys that fit the bill that will be there at that time in the draft. And there's got to be at least a couple guys, one or two centers at least, that the Rangers would like to pick with that number 15 overall spot. Now, if there's somebody that you think is going to go a little bit earlier than that, then maybe you look to trade up. If there's a surplus of guys who fit that description when you're 
pick comes around, then maybe you trade down and you take one of them a little bit later. Obviously, the Rangers are going to have some options. It's going to be very interesting to track going forward. And like I said, we will dive into some mock drafts in the future. I'll highlight a couple of guys that, you know, maybe I like. And we'll see what we end up doing with Locked On as well. Of course, last offseason, we did a giant uh, mock draft of the teams that we're going to be picking, I believe, in the top 10 overall. And obviously, you know, we did a mock draft. A bunch of us just got together, recorded a gigantic crossover episode uh, with all the teams that basically missed the playoffs. And of course, also the Rangers because they won the draft lottery. Obviously, this year, more teams missed the playoffs than last year because we're back to 16 teams making it, 15 teams not making it. And so I don't know how we're going to do it. We will see. But uh, yeah, definitely going to be a lot of draft talk on here going forward. And uh, that's definitely something that we're looking forward to. The other bit of news that kind of came out of Ranger camp while I was away is that the Rangers, the front office purge basically continued because the Rangers fired their head of European scouting, Nikolai Bobrov. And Chris Drury is obviously going to be handling the NHL draft. He's going to get some help from Chris Morehouse, who is the Ranger Director of North American Scouting. But yeah, I mean, obviously this one didn't get as much mainstream attention as the firing of David Quinn or the firing of Jeff Gorton or the firing of John Davidson. And understandably so, it's not as prominent of a position. But yeah, once again, the Rangers basically just cleaning house and uh, Nikolai Bobrov has been removed from his position as the head of European scouting for the Rangers. And we'll look to see uh, how Drury handles his first NHL draft. Obviously, uh, the Rangers at a critical juncture right here, bringing in a new coach. Obviously, a lot of players continuing to develop, and it's a big, big draft for the Rangers. They all are, but this one is too. So, uh, like I said, we will continue to talk more and more about the draft in the days and weeks and even months going forward. But we're going to be talking about the World Championships in just a second here, and more specifically, how the Rangers fared in the World Championships. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, on to the World Championships. Obviously, Canada yesterday defeats Finland 3-2 in the gold medal game in overtime. Very, very exciting. They play three-on-three overtime, so it was basically just wide open. You knew the goal was coming sooner rather than later, and a really nice give-and-go gets Canada the gold medal. They were the first team to ever win this tournament after starting with three straight losses, and that can only boost the stock of Jared Gallant. He's obviously kind of a hot commodity among teams searching for a new head coach, including the Rangers. And it's funny because going into this tournament, you know, I knew he was coaching Team Canada, I didn't really think that Canada's performance was really going to help or hurt him all that much because it's really only a handful of games. Uh, These teams, I mean, I hesitate to call them makeshift teams, but in a way they kind of are. I mean, you're finding, you know, players from all over the place. You get players from teams that are eliminated, joining certain rosters, and it is a little bit of a makeshift roster. So to me, it didn't really matter that much how Canada fared in this tournament. But the fact that they started 0-3, he kind of kept everybody together, uh, led them into the knockout round, and then ultimately leads them to the gold medal. Uh, I think, obviously, 
obviously that can only help him. It certainly can't hurt him. And so maybe interest around the league in Jared Gallant, it was already pretty high. I mean, to me, he's one of the, the top candidates out there right now. And you got to figure, if anything, this is only going to increase that. The fact that he ends up leading this team to a gold medal, uh, despite obviously a really rough start. And it's crazy because Canada in the preliminaries of this tournament, three wins, no overtime wins, one overtime loss, and three regulation losses. They only made the eight-team single elimination portion of this competition by way of a tiebreaker over Kazakhstan. Both Canada and Kazakhstan had 10 points in the prelims, but that doesn't really matter now. Nobody in Canada cares about that. None of the players care about that. Jared Gallant doesn't care about that. Canada ends up winning the gold medal. And I realize, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, Adam Henrique, he was the captain of this team and he was being interviewed and he said, you know, a lot of people really counted us out. And I think a lot of people kind of roll their eyes at hearing that because it's Canada. I mean, when is Canada ever an underdog in any of these world competitions? So anyone who's kind of rolling their eyes or kind of laughing at the idea of Canada being an underdog, I get it. But still, you know, from 0-3, to tournament champions. It is very impressive. Jared Gallant leads the team to the gold medal. And of course, uh, Braden Schneider, now a world champion, gold medalist. He was a part of Team Canada in this tournament. Schneider appeared in nine of Canada's 10 games, had one assist, and was a plus two overall. So a big, big congratulations to Braden Schneider for winning the gold medal here at the World Championships. And congratulations are also in order for three members of the New York Rangers who participated for the United States in the tourney. They win the bronze medal. They are Kevin Rooney, Colin Blackwell, and Zach Jones. Uh, but to just kind of talk about the performance of all three of these players, and then we'll move on to a couple other Rangers on various other teams that also competed in this tournament. Rooney skated in all 10 games for the United States, had one assist, and was a plus five overall. It was interesting with Rooney because he actually, there was at least one game, and granted, I didn't see as much of this tournament as I would have liked to, simply because, again, I was away for the past week, but I know there was at least one game where Kevin Rooney was actually centering the top line, so the... Team United States, basically, you know, they I almost said the Rangers there, but force of habit. Um, the United States, obviously, comfortable moving him up and down the lineup, having him in a couple of different roles. And yeah, I mean, kind of became a versatile swingman for Team United States in this tournament, it would seem. And then you also had Colin Blackwell, who turned in a very nice tournament, skated in all 10 games for the United States, scored four goals, uh, no assists, but was a plus five overall. And he, too, kind of moved up and down the lineup a little bit for the United States. He also had an appearance on the top line. And it was interesting because the United States mostly had him at center, whereas the Rangers almost exclusively had him at wing. I don't recall seeing Colin Blackwell at center uh, really at all for the Rangers. I mean, he would take the odd face off every now and then if somebody was kicked out. But interesting to see Team United States using him in kind of a different way than the Rangers did. And Colin Blackwell, once again, just kind of strengthening his case for the Rangers to protect him in this upcoming expansion draft. That, again, is something that we've touched on. It's something that we'll continue to touch upon in the days and weeks going forward. But the Rangers have a very interesting uh, decision to make as far as the final forward that they can protect and ultimately will protect from the Seattle Kraken in this upcoming expansion draft. Colin Blackwell, obviously, uh, kind of a breakthrough season out of nowhere this past season for the Rangers, really carved out a nice role for himself, and then really only increased his stock here, scoring four goals in the 10 uh, games for the United States here. So going to be very, very interesting to see how the Rangers handle Colin Blackwell going forward, if they will protect him from Seattle in the expansion draft, and if they don't protect him, if Seattle will indeed take Colin Blackwell. So that's going to be a fascinating situation to track as well. 
And then the third and final member of the Rangers to compete for the United States in the World Championships was Zach Jones. Obviously, I think a lot of people were very intrigued by what Zach Jones brought to the table down the stretch this season for the Rangers, somebody who, once again, will be in the mix for an opening night roster spot going into next season. He skates in all 10 games for the United States in the World Championships and ends up with no goals and three assists, was a plus five overall, so a strong showing for Zach Jones in this tournament as well. And somebody who, once again, can only help his stock by, uh, you know, playing well as it seems that he did in these world championships here going forward uh, in his NHL career for the New York Rangers. Uh, We'll see, obviously, if he makes the opening night roster. Once again, very, very intriguing situation to keep track of uh, going forward into next season for the Rangers. Then we go to the Czech Republic. The Rangers had Philip Hedl and Libor Hayek playing for the Czech Republic in the World Championships. Philip Hedl appears in eight games, scores two goals, dishes out two assists, was a plus one overall. And, you know, just in general, I think it's nice to see a lot of these Rangers participating in this competition. A lot of guys looking to kind of fine-tune their game, look to set themselves up to take that next step next season. And I think Philip Hedl, one of those guys that a lot of Ranger fans kind of looking at to make a nice jump next year. I mean, it's not like he had a terrible season, eight goals and 14 assists in 42 games, but I think the Rangers really looking to see him take off. And, you know, we had Vince Mercogliano on the show a while back. We'll look to get him back on here pretty soon for you guys. But he mentioned that the Rangers are very, very high on Philip Hedl. And so, you know, hopefully uh, Hedl can kind of uh, reward the Rangers for that confidence and uh, take that next step next season and really become the player that the Rangers are all wishing and hoping that he will become. And then we have Libor Hayek. Hayek in eight games with the Czech Republic scores one goal, dishes out two assists, and was an even plus minus. And Libor Hayek, another guy who, once again, you know, he's going to be in the mix for, we keep talking about it in today's episode, but that's going to be a very fun competition to watch next season. The battle to be in the top six for the Ranger defenseman. And Libor Hayek, you know, I think he played a lot better this season than he did the season before, but it's going to be tough. He's got his work cut out for him if he's going to hold off all these young guys that, you know, could be gunning for his spot next season. And of course, uh, participating in a competition like this probably does not hurt Libor Hayek's cause. And uh, again, we'll keep an eye on that defenseman competition going forward, going into next season for the New York Rangers. And we already talked about Braden Schneider playing for Team Canada, as well as Nils Lundqvist playing for Team Sweden. So that just leaves us with Adam Huska playing for Slovakia. Huska appeared in three games in the tournament, had a 432 goals against average, and 855 save percentage, and went 0-2. So uh, that pretty much is a wrap for the World Championships. Again, a big congratulations are in order for Braden Schneider uh, winning the gold medal with Team Canada, and to a lesser extent, also Zach Jones, Kevin Rooney, and Colin Blackwell all winning a bronze medal with the United States. And again, I I think you got to tip your cap to these players that participate in this tournament. Obviously, the NHL season is a complete grind, and I realize it was a little bit shorter than usual this year, only 56 games, but still, a lot of players looking to kind of hone their craft and hopefully improve their stock within the Ranger organization. You know, somebody like Colin Blackwell, I think the fact that he played in this tournament, obviously played well, scored the four goals. That only bodes well for his chances uh, for the Rangers to hang on to him in the upcoming expansion draft to protect him, rather, from the Seattle Kraken. I don't know that it necessarily would tip the scales completely in his favor, you know, just a handful of games in this international competition. But once again, it obviously can't hurt, and it shows that he's somebody who is committed to making sure he sticks in an NHL lineup, whether it's with the Rangers or whether he's taken by the Seattle Kraken or whether he somehow ends up somewhere else. Uh, Colin Blackwell doing everything he can to, uh, you know, stick in an NHL lineup night in and night out. And it's obviously been a long time coming. It's been a long journey for him to become an NHL regular as he did this past season. But that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. I mean, coming up, we got a lot to talk about. We've got the Stanley Cup playoffs. Didn't even really get to them today. But I will say that 
Avalanche and Knights, that is appointment television. Whatever you're doing, uh, make sure you can watch Game 5 of that series because the skill level and the intensity are both just absolutely off the charts. So we will continue to track the Stanley Cup playoffs going forward. We're going to keep our eyes, obviously, on the Rangers' search for a new head coach. Obviously, you know, Mike Sullivan's name started to come up when the Penguins were knocked out in the first round by the Islanders, but it does seem like he's going to be staying put with Pittsburgh, and that's probably to be expected. He won two Stanley Cups with the Penguins in fairly recent history, so I think it only makes sense. I know it's kind of a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league, but I don't think Mike Sullivan is the kind of coach that deserves to get fired. And then, of course, we already talked about how Jared Gallant has kind of improved his stock, you know, with this performance with Team Canada, keeping them together despite the fact that the team lost its first three games and leading them to the gold medal. So we'll see what happens there. We'll also uh, continue to look at impending New York Ranger free agents. We've already talked about guys like Brennan Smith, Jack Johnson, Pavel Buchnevich. But we got a ways to go, especially when you consider all the minor league free agents on the Rangers. And obviously, if one of these players signs an extension in the days or weeks to come here, then we will obviously talk about that if and when it happens. Uh, but yeah, a lot to do here. We got the draft. We got free agency as a whole, you know, not just the Ranger guys, but unrestricted free agency when that begins. So yeah, a lot going on here. Stick with the Locked On New York Rangers throughout the offseason. We're going to have a lot of fun and we're going to continue to give you guys five episodes per week, your team every day. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.